0: It's the Super 90s Brothers!
1: This is Harry, Phil, Graham Moo, and Veda Sultanfuss.
0: Veda Sultanfuss? Tough break.
1: I like my name. Welcome to the Super 90s Brothers. Ow. Where we do hazy memory riffs on the most bee-stinging decade ever. I'm your host Brennan Pointer. Along with me is my co-host Adam J. Pitzler, and today we're talking about my girl. Ow. Oh man, that song. The t- the Temptations. I uh Great that song. The great song, and I I honestly think this movie got me into like 50s music. Like I had this album and listen to it all the time. And I, I yeah, I love that song. It's a good song. Wow. Wow. Yeah. 50s music because of my girl theme song.
0: You know, it wasn't originally supposed to be called My Girl, it was supposed to be called something else. What? It, I, I you know, I looked it up, I didn't write it down. <laughs> um, um but they changed the name a few times. I always thought it was kind of an odd t- to be frank, odd title because My Girl, who's who's saying that? Who's possessing Veda? Well, I think it's Macaulay
1: Culkin's character, but, uh, I, but, I mean, yeah, I, I, agree, but the movie isn't really written from Macaulay Culkin's perspective. So it's odd. I just watched a trailer for it and it's all from his perspective, actually. Oh yeah. I, I saw that trailer too. And I think we're onto something. And cause they were just trying to cash in on Macaulay Culkin, like yes, and yes. home alone and all that shit. But, uh, yeah, but yeah, uh, I'm excited to talk about this movie. It's one of my favorite '90s movies. But uh, before we do that, we got we got some some housekeeping to do, right, Adam? We do. Sure, we have housekeeping. You know, we got, always got housekeeping. Just you know, letting people know to you know where to find us, get those reviews, emailing the show. Oh, are you skipping
0: ahead. You didn't you didn't ask me how I'm doing.
1: Oh, I forgot about that. How are you doing? That's I'm our- excellent.
0: <laughs> I'm excellent because today is the day that I'm meeting up with my fantasy football league and we're all driving to Tahoe. We're all meeting in Reno Tahoe tomorrow for our like league trip. We had done like a draft in the past and we are like, you know, it's kind of stupid. We don't even want to draft. We're all like here together. So this year we decided let's go during this during the year so we can all play each other and like bet on each other and watch the games. Oh, fun. And I think it's like, it's like a way better idea than meeting in some place for a
1: draft. I've never done the the destination draft. Uh, i my friends have talked about it for other leagues that I'm in, and I have no interest in it. <laughs> um, but that yeah. sounds like fun though. they'll go gamble and bet on the games and, you know, yeah,
0: so we're gonna go bet on the football games and bet on our fantasy games and talk shit and drink beer, and it'll be awesome. Are,
1: are you driving there to tahoe? Well well, I am because I live so close, but most of the guys are flying in nice. that well, that sounds like a fun trip. and hopefully, uh. Hopefully the Seahawks can pull it out for you, Adam. Well, anyway, Brennan said it, the
0: housekeeping. We want you all to check out our socials. Email us at super90sbrothers at gmail.com, all spelled out, at super90sbrothers. Brennan's at dot adampitzler.com. We want those five-star reviews, homeboys and homegirls. So get on Apple iTunes and give us five-star reviews. Leave a nice comment about Brennan's beard or perhaps his, his rugged shoulders
1: or anything you like. My rugged shoulders, yes. Uh, right. Yeah, well, let's, so let's um, get into it. Anyway,
0: but we're going to take you back today to 1991, November 1991. Uh, Thanksgiving 1991, Brennan. We were seven years old, maybe like seven and a half. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and um, I want you to travel back in time a moment. P- close your eyes and picture yourself, Brennan. It's 1991. The Rodney King riots are in the rearview mirror. Crazed mailmen have coined the term going postal across the country. And Jeffrey Dahmer has recently been convicted for eating 11 men. But the radio starts playing. It's the tunes of the time. Oh, yeah. Tunes of the time.
1: Yeah. Number eight song in the U.S. at the time, OPP by Naughty by Nature. Adam, I have a question for you. Are I you down you, with birding. OPP? Are you
0: down with? Are
1: you? I I wrote the joke. You oh, didn't I didn't know? even see the joke there. I already wrote oh, it. I, it's
0: literally like in the script. <laughs> like, look at that. It's like in the script.
1: Wow. I need to scroll down. Oh, there it is. Yep. I'm down I with OPP. You,
0: well, I you are down with OPP.
1: <laughs> uh. I, don't, right? I, just, I, don't, I still don't know what OPP stands for, but I'm I'm down oh, okay. with it. Okay, I'm yeah. glad you
0: said that, because <laughs> I didn't know what OPP stood for until yesterday. And now that I know what OPP stands for, I'm not actually that down with OPP. In fact, I think it's kind of sleazy.
1: Oh, man. I. I it means opposition? Is that what it means? No, no.
0: I, you know what? I can't believe neither of us knew. I definitely didn't know. It stands for, like... Other people's privates, so like other people's (laughs) pussy or other people's penis. It's like saying like it's like other dudes' wives or other (laughs) other women's husbands. That's what it stands for. Are you down with getting laid by OPP? No. Yes. It's saying, are you down with cheating on homeboys, girl? And are you late? And the ladies like, oh yeah, we're down. All the guys like, yeah, we down.
1: You know what's funny about that is like I have memories of this being performed at like being performed at, at school like kids like would dance to it yeah, yeah like and that's funny i i had no idea
0: i had no idea either i was like i was watching it yesterday and the caption was on so i was reading the lyrics as they're rapping which i should really do more often <laughs> and i'm reading it going wait a minute what what did they say <laughs> <laughs> and i go back and i look oh they're totally talking about like other people's penises like no i'm not down with opp i've been yelling i'm down with opp for all these years i'm actually not down to opp like at all
1: yeah do you remember that kid in high school who like he was like a young he was like a small like uh I, I, he was a small guy in high school but he he wore a shirt that said are you down with opp on it, and he he just wore it all the time yeah uh I don't. Know. But uh, I, I, but I guess he was down with OPP. But I like well, this song. I mean, the song's catchy. Yeah, it's, I'm
0: still down with OPP. I'm just not down with OPP.
1: You know, I mean, very much introduced a lot of people to you know the rap genre. Wasn't not nearly as uh, you know, intense as you know NWA. It was a lot more approachable, I would say. So yeah.
0: So there was only 12 million views on their YouTube video, which is kind of low. Um, for how long it's been out and how famous it's been. So I don't know that this song is really I think it's a very 90s song. And I was as I was like thinking about that yesterday, I remembered this song being a lot of on those like now that's what I call music volume ten or mm. the music is fresh nineteen ninety-one hits, like shit like that. Yeah. Superfly home jams. Do you remember those like annoying yes. commercials?
1: Yeah, they're like the I remember the, yes. Mm-hmm. This song was definitely on those a lot. It was, yeah. Um, so anyway, um, speaking
0: of other people's private, we're talking about my girl. Ow.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm. So, ex- yeah, I'm, this is so much. This is one of my favorite movies, Adam. So okay.
0: So how old were you when you saw it?
1: So I guess I would have been seven. Yeah, seven and a half. I would have. I would have. I went and saw it in the theater um, with one of my neighbor friends. His mom took us. I, I think for his birthday. It was like a birthday. Like he got to take two friends to the movie, and we went and saw My Girl. Right, he went and saw
0: Thomas J. get killed by bees. <laughs> well,
1: then that's what I want to talk about. Is like my initial impressions was like it was a fun, it was a fun movie. Like you're enjoying this movie, and I don't, I didn't actually watch the full trailer, but like I don't, I think this was a big surprise. Like I don't think I knew this was gonna happen. When I was watching the movie like. Now you'd go... No, nobody knew. It was awful. Like, now you'd go... Now you go into a movie and you kind of know what's going to happen maybe, but, like, there was... There was no preparing a kid to watch this. I don't know if I cried, but I remember it, like, really being scary. Like, that wasn't even... As a seven-year-old, like, I was right around the age of these kids in the movie. I never experienced anything like that kid's dying. And, of course, I, like, went home and, like, had to talk to my parents about it. Like... uh. Wimp. (laughs) Uh, But that's funny. I mean, my kids are seven now and I I showed them this movie and we didn't actually get to that part of the movie. They, they, they quit it early. So they, they, they still think that Thomas J is alive. So maybe we'll let it stay that way. Do you remember seeing in the theater? Did you, or did you see this later? No,
0: no. I remember seeing it on when
1: it came out on HBO or Showtime, whatever. We recorded it right
0: away. This was one of those movies I had on VHS forever. Mm. And it was definitely from like Showtime or HBO. And uh, so I I may have been eight when I saw it. Yeah, Thomas J. dying was shitty. It just it's like a, the first half of the movie is just kind of like this fun kids movie. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you're watching like a Disney movie, and shit gets heavy all of a sudden. Yeah, like it had its like quirks and its dark stuff, but then like you know, it, the last half hours, you know.
1: Ugh. Yeah, I mean it. It was it was heavy, and I I don't know what the point of it was, but um, you know, I guess teaching kids about death, and there was a. There was a big, I don't know, I wouldn't say outcry or but there seemed to be a little bit of pushback on this movie, like parents telling, don't take your kids to see this movie because of some of the themes in it. Because it's a it's a young girl who's going through growing up and they deal with big big things in, in her life that she's going through. Um well, Brennan, it sounds like you're about ready to get into my
0: favorite segment.
1: Oh, I I am.
0: Brennan's bad synopsis. Ow.
1: All right. Well, I'll try to make this as bad as possible. This movie is about a 10-year-old girl, um, Veda Sultanfuss, um, and she is obsessed with death because she lives in a, I mean, a, a funeral, not a funeral, yeah, a funeral home. Her her father is a, uh, he's a, what, is it a mortician? Is that what he is? Uh and I don't know. He works there. He, he works there. It. But they also like have the funerals there, the wakes, what you name it. And she's just obsessed with like death. Um, And she has all these ailments, fake ailments. Usually when uh, someone dies and she finds out what they have, she then basically has that problem now. Like she thinks she's getting cancer and she thinks she's getting all these different types of diseases. And, but it also, you know, talk, it also is about her relationship with her, her good friend, um, Thomas Henry uh, Macaulay Culkin, uh, and this kind of their relationship and first loves, and why would you call him Thomas Henry? Isn't he Thomas Henry? Isn't that Thomas what, J? Thomas J. Uh, sorry, Thomas J. Uh, you're right, Thomas Henry. Who is Thomas Henry? Um, anyways, so they're best friends, and it kind of follows like the, the their. It's like the movie takes place in a, in a summer a summer vacation and uh, kind of just goes along with her life of uh, what she's doing in the summer and and meanwhile her dad is falling in love with the new uh, his new hire uh, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis who is the uh, does makeup and she comes to the to the funeral parlor thinking that it's an actual parlor where she would do makeup for people that are alive but turns out that she's going to be working with dead people and it kind of follows that too that 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 love story a little bit uh and then you know like we've mentioned already three-fourths throughout uh, through the movie thomas j dies because he he goes to this like um veda has this mood ring and she lost it when they were i guess looking for this beehive and they ran away and got away from the beehive, but they. But she lost her uh, mood ring, which was really important to her because it was her mother's mood ring. And at, at the end of the movie, or near the end of the movie, Thomas goes back to uh, get this mood ring, but the beehive is still there on the ground. And he kind of steps over it, and then he gets this stung a lot and he dies because he's allergic to bees. Um, and then he, and then. The rest of the movie kind of deals with her her grief and that and learning lessons of uh of life, of um death and growing up and other things like that and your dad falling in love with another woman. This is I mean that's that's the movie. That's my girl. It wasn't it wasn't bad at all. Sorry. I've watched this movie this movie was in heavy rotation at my house. I probably watch it once a year, um, some movie I like to go back to. So I'm I'm sorry that I did a bad jo- bad job doing a good job. You did. You should apologize. Yeah, we all wait for you to take a shit in this little segment. Yeah, I mean, I if didn't... you're gonna like
0: explain it all clear and concise and talk about the themes and stuff, I could just leave, Brennan. You don't even <laughs> need me at that point.
1: They also go to a carnival in this movie, which was fun. Um Okay.
0: They play so, bingo uh, in the movie. I think you've covered it, bud.
1: Yeah, um, I mean. There's not really, there's not really, it's a very simple movie. Let's get to, let's get to something you said earlier. What's the point of this movie? What's this movie trying to say? Uh, I think it's about growing up, but because it deals with a lot. And I, and I think it it's trying to teach people about like kids about death. Like, because there's a lot of deaf, like deaf, uh, a lot of, you know, they deal with it. They're in a funeral parlor. Like that's what, you know, they're constantly like. At one point in the movie, uh, Veda like loses her basketball down the stairs and like gets locked in in the basement with like um, a corpse. Was a corpse, and it freaks her out, and and she gets saved by Jamie Lee Curtis. And yeah, it just I think it's just about a a, a girl growing up and dealing with the ins and outs of becoming a teenager, you know. Uh, and I guess that kind of gets into you know the first character, the the. The main character, uh Veda Sultanfuss, uh who's played by Anna Klumsky. Um, I believe this was her first role role, wasn't it, Adam? I guess she I guess she had a role as an extra in Uncle Buck.
0: Oh, okay. But this was her first real role. Yeah. Uh, um she's in the show Veep, which uh is very good. I have never been able to really get into it for whatever reason, but every time I watch it, I think it's clever. Mm-hmm. Um she was in the movie Gold Diggers, which I never
1: saw. It's a nineties movie with the with uh, Wednesday Adams. Did you ever see that? Yeah, I did. I, I definitely saw, uh, gold diggers. Do you remember it at all? I don't remember it that well. No, but I, right. it was like, they were coming off like their, their success in you know, Casper and her success in my girl. And they like, it definitely was a, a money grab type of movie.
0: And then, uh, Anna Klumsky's done, done a lot of work on TV. So, Brennan said she's a hypochondriac, and I can relate, because I was a total hypochondriac kid, Mm -hmm. um, and I did always think I had things that I heard about. I was, like, the same way. Yeah. I wanted to be a writer. She wants to be a writer. Mm. Um, She gets really protective over her dad when the new wife shows up. I got really protective over my mom when my new stepdad showed up.
1: Oh, wow. This is your story. Like, what little girl died in your life? So, I mean, it was a
0: (laughs) friend of a friend, but... But there is sadness and death in my own life. If, if that's the way you think this podcast should
1: go. <laughs> Sorry, no, I don't think that's the way we should go. <laughs>
0: okay, then. So maybe I'll... <laughs> uh, I want to get to a funny clip of when Veda Veda gets her first monthly visitor. Well, that's probably Thomas J. I don't want to see him. It's not fair. Nothing happens to boys.
1: Hi, Vera. Can you come out? I don't know. Please, it's real hot. Maybe we can go swimming. No. Get out of here, and don't come back for five to seven days. Uh, oh, that uh, I it's funny. is like I didn't really get the five to seven things thing until you shared this clip with me, and I'm like, oh, I get it now. I mean, it's like. She's gonna have her period for five to seven days because that's what Jamie Lee Curtis has told her. But
0: you you watched this movie once a year your whole life. You never picked up. I, mean, I, I probably picked about? it
1: up, but I mean, it, it hit me again when I when I watched that clip. I thought okay. and it made me giggle. You know, like it's <laughs> yeah, uh, it's
0: funny. It's a funny line. This is. I mean, there's a lot of what they did in this movie is they gave Veda this little ten year old girl who looks like she's like seven. Yeah. They gave her all these really adult lines in odd social responses and that's sort of the humor of the film is that this little the the shit this little girl says Mm -hmm. um with a total straight face yeah very um, acts
1: very old for her age and this and she just deals with a lot of adult things in this movie like she's in love with her teacher she even like goes to great lengths to um to like take like a writing class from her from her elementary teacher like uh, yeah she
0: like lives she lives in a fucking mortuary house her <laughs> grandma has had a stroke and her grandma's dying really her own mother died during childbirth and she feels really guilty about that and her best friend dies yeah like
1: this movie is littered with death the grandma doesn't die in this movie though right no but that would but be she, that'd be a kick she's in the got a stroke right. and
0: everybody's talking about her as if like it's the end
1: yeah and she's behaving
0: in a way that you can tell it's nearing the end if not physically than absolutely mentally like the grandma's gone you know mm-hmm. and that's that's sad in itself it's not quite death but it's close
1: moving on to like the rest of the cast like it has like it starts like with this no-name actress like I me mean, a young actress but um but then it the other the two main other characters are uh, dan Aykroyd and jamie lee curtis who were at the time like i would say pretty big actors right like i mean yeah, the 80, I mean, Dan Aykroyd owned the
0: 80s yeah. with Ghostbusters and Great Outdoors. And uh, they were both in Trading Places, yeah. let's not forget, which was really popular. And Jamie Lee Curtis and Halloween, and there's one other horror movie I always forget. And uh, she did True Lies a few years after this. It was a good time for both of them, and it was a good pairing. Even though, don't you think Dan Aykroyd looked a lot bigger in this movie than you remembered him in other movies it's like this was a movie big dan Aykroyd made an appearance
1: yeah like he was definitely he definitely put on some lbs uh but it's funny like how old do you think they are in this movie like how what age are they No, i looked okay great looked and i was pissed oh my god how old were they
0: well i didn't look at jamie lee but dan Aykroyd was 39 oh my god he's the same
1: age as us
0: i know he's like eight months older than us
1: when, that always just blows my mind when I find out how old actors are and roles. And I'm just like, I, I'm not that I'm not that age. I saw a picture of Cheers the other day. It was like showing the Cheers when they started Cheers. And it was like the two of the guys on the bar were like 36 and 38 to like norm. Like, really? Like anyways. uh, But yeah. And but then Jamie Lee Curtis is here and she's I would say like. Still like hot Jamie Lee Curtis, you know, attractive Jamie Lee Curtis, not you know not yeah. mom Jamie Lee Curtis yet, you know? Yeah, she carried she carried that pretty well
0: through the nineties, I would say.
1: Yeah, I mean yeah, she you're right, she did true lies, she was really she was attractive in that. Uh and yeah, you mentioned trading places. If you if you want to see uh Jamie Lee Curtis n- naked, you can go see her naked there. Uh um, thank you,
0: thank you, Scream.
1: <laughs> uh but, yeah, like there's not really much to say about them though like they they fall in uh, yeah, love. I don't know what to say. They fall in love. they um and that kind of creates a hiccup in you know, Veda's life too because she's very protective of her dad. um but her his dad her dad is very he doesn't really have much sex appeal. He doesn't seem very uh uh debonair. yeah, like and I and but but he does do something in the movie that really like makes him stand out and uh, I'm gonna play a scene. When he is protecting Jamie Lee Curtis, a loss, and there's really nothing anyone can do to comfort you. But I urge you to focus on the times you had with the camper, the trips you took, the sights you saw. Those days are gone now, but they'll live on in your heart forever.
0: Just guy and you. Oh, that's a real bonehead thing to say. Look, you're not gonna take Shelly's camper. Oh, 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 no, oh. It's her home, it's where she lives. Oh, really, okay, fine, look. Go cook, okay, give me the goddamn keys. Come so on. Daddy, Daddy. stop it. Daddy. Oh. Oh.
1: What'd you do that for? Who are you? I'm his brother. Oh, then you'll probably be visiting us here quite often. Why? Because if he ever tries to take Shelly's camper again, I'm gonna bury him in my front yard. There's that. Uh, I like. I don't know. I like that scene. Because there's a lot that happens in that scene. Uh, that's also com- we didn't use this clip, but also in that scene is when uh, Veda says, "Hey Shelly, do you like seafood?" And then she opens her mouth. And I, I mean, I I still do that to my kids. So it's
0: very mature, burning.
1: But also something I recognize there was like he's trying to like treat that guy like he has a death in the family, and like that's how he treats uh, you know his clients who are. Um, Dealing with death, I I that that I just realized that watching this clip, I don't watch this movie close enough. Apparently, yeah, I like that. I lo- that's my
0: favorite part is how he's how he's using parallel dialogue to how he would speak to someone who just lost a loved one, to this guy who lost a camper, to his <laughs> ex wife, and um, I like in the scene when they're all. I think they're saying the pledge of allegiance to the flag. I love some of the retro patriotism in this movie. It's very I don't know. Oh, like
1: after after veda and no Mabella no Buken i Kiz? think
0: no at the fourth of july scene i feel like there's a scene oh. where they're all got their hands on their hearts and they're either singing to the flag or they're saying pledge of allegiance to the flag yeah it's like it's fourth of july we all we all love the flag let's all talk about how much we love the flag it's i don't know it's
1: yeah it's it's kind of sweet it is it, it, it's very,
0: very it's very uh reminiscent of the time
1: it's very americana like and it's very i mean it goes back to, you know, like the 60s, and it's very, yeah, it's very reminiscent of that time, and, yeah, like, it's like, I imagine my parents watched this movie, like we watch movies about that take place in the 90s, which makes me also feel old. Uh, The rest of the cast is, I mean, it has to be said, Macaulay Culkin is, you know, it's weird, he's not, he's, like, billed as one of the top actors in this movie. He's probably paid the most out of all the actors, too, and... He is very much a, a sub character, a secondary character.
0: Yeah, he's he's window dressing. He helped. He he was a big part of the marketing of this movie more than anything else.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it was definitely like I, I wonder if this role I, I I there was probably a ton of what ifs of who could have been this role, but like I I imagine like it was just a they knocked out of the park by having Home Alone get so big the same year. Hey, I, quick
0: aside. Have you ever heard of another kid named McCully?
1: Uh, no. Don't you think that's a fucking weird name? Well, I mean, it's isn't it like Irish Catholic? Isn't that like isn't it all all his family? Even if is, it is, isn't it
0: weird Irish Catholic? Otherwise, wouldn't you hear more weird Irish Catholic McCullies? Like I, I've heard I, of plenty of Seamus's.
1: <laughs> I don't I mean all of his family have strange names, don't they? Like it's like yeah. I mean, like I guess Rory's not the. That's a very normal irish catholic name but like his other brother Kieran brothers, or Kier- Kiernan, or... yeah like there's yeah it's he has a weird name but it it, it makes him it makes him stick out I mean, like if he was if his name was just like tom he wouldn't tom colkin yeah he wouldn't be, he wouldn't be nearly as famous yeah uh, what a loser tom <laughs> colkin um, um
0: all right so Macaulay Culkin had done uncle buck a couple years before this home alone. The year before he did the good son and Richie rich a few years later, obviously Macaulay Culkin was the most famous child actor in the early nineties. And um, if you had to write a movie about the nineties, you'd have to include him in my opinion. And then uh, I wanted to mention real quick, this actor named Griffin Dunn plays Mr. Bixler. That's Veda's teacher who she has a crush on. And me and my sister love Griffin Dunn for his performances American Werewolf in London. Mm. He plays the friend who gets eaten by the werewolf at the very beginning of the movie, but keeps reappearing to the main character um, to give the main character advice about being a werewolf. And every time you see him, he's more and more like uh, festered and deteriorated. Like his, his flesh like rots more and more every time you see him. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. I love American Werewolf in London.
1: That's funny. So I wanted to plug that. Yeah, and he's been... he's been—he's has a ton of... He's been acting forever. Like, he's still doing stuff right now. So he's just like... He's kind of like that guy. Like, <clears throat> you see him in a lot of things, but you you don't know who he is. So there,
0: so there was kind of a funny scene in um, this where Veda and Thomas J become blood brothers. Do you remember this? Yes. Uh-huh. So in the old days, kids, um, friends would cut themselves and smear the cuts together as a sign of unity and you know obviously in the 80s and magic johnson and all that we they started discouraging the idea of smearing blood with random people for no reason um and i just thought it was really funny i remember this bad after school special in the early 90s about why you shouldn't do this about why you shouldn't be blood brothers it's about this kid that has aids and oh so i like, goop. I, like, Googled it randomly, and I found it. It's called Blood Brothers, the Joey DePaulo story. <laughs> and it and it has Adam Banks from Mighty Ducks. and oh my God. One of the God. And one of
1: the kids from the movie Hook. And <laughs> anyway. So it's about kids who do this, and they get AIDS? No, no, no. It's oh. about a kid who has
0: AIDS. Oh, gotcha. And he has these little friends, and the friends can't become blood brothers. You know, it's...
1: Anyway, yeah. It's, they, they... Yeah, that is... I did want to do that with friends. Strangely, after watching this movie, it's a and that's not. A, and then my mom, who's a nurse, she's like, "You cannot do that, Brennan. That's not smart to trade blood with other people. Trade blood or like, yeah." It's so, a uh, well, little put- less,
0: little less dangerous. But I don't know how much smarter was Spit Brothers. So I, I recall oh. being
1: a Spit Brother. Oh, like you spin with- your hand, and shake hands. Yeah, yeah, lot, lot more safe, smart. I like that. Yeah, I, I said there, there's not many other like f- f- famous actors in this. The other one I would say is like, the brother who's played by Richard um, Maser, who is he's in a was in a lot of movies in the in the 80s and 90s, but uh, kind he, of.
0: Yeah, Richard Mazur or however you say it, he he plays the asshole like um, Republican town mayor in like season three of Picket Fences. Oh, OK. And uh, he's you're right. He's one of those guys that you just see pop up a lot. Yeah. Um. He was in this weird '80s Disney quote scary movie about a haunted house that's really silly. Can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. I, I'm uh, the Believers. No, it would have been like '84, maybe '83. It's like a Disney. It was like Magical World of Disney type. Oh, movie. I
1: mean, I think it. Yeah, I I see it on here. It's like just labeled as Magical World of Disney. It doesn't even click have, on like, it. It'll tell you the title. Uh, Carl. Carlton Davis. Oh, the bride of Boogity?
0: Yeah, the Boogities. That's the Boogities. Oh, okay. About, something about the Boogities. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> Fucking Boogities. Sorry, that guy. Yeah.
1: With his big with his big beard. Yeah. I like that guy. Yeah, he's, he's a he's a he's a likable, likable face in this movie. And he he plays well with um Dan Aykroyd in it as a brother. Uh, he does. He
0: really looks like he'd be Dan Aykroyd's brother. He plays Veda's uncle, and he totally looks like he'd be your own uncle. Yeah. Um, um okay, so. What are some of your favorite scenes brennan
1: uh well i, I one of my favorite scenes is when uh is in the uh the creative writing class for the summer and in the class there's all these characters there's like um some hippie people there's some other like this random people but it's they have a lot of there's a lot of um, they use these scenes for mostly comedy uh and I, I'm not going to tell you any more about this scene I'm just going to play the the part that I I really enjoy. Here it is. Veda, what did you feel? I felt Justin's hangnail.
0: No, Veda, that's not what we're looking for. A
1: hangnail is is insignificant. What's in my soul? Feel my aura. I don't think I'm allowed to. That scene always creeped me out because that guy in the scene is really creepy too. Like he seems like a. Seems like a. I don't, I'm not gonna say the word, but. He, he just seems very creepy. Uh, his girlfriend is like hippie girlfriend is hot. Yeah, but like his hippie girlfriend's also like g- has a crush on or this other guy and this other in the class is like has a crush on her and they like kind of hit it off in the in the scene as well. But it's, it's a really funny scene. It kind of just shows like how, how Veda has a lot of one liners in this movie and she is very adult. She's very, I guess, like uh, I'm, I would say pretentious, but I don't know if that's the right term.
0: No, she's just very mature. and um she has a lot of feelings. yeah. and the it's an interesting style to write the majority of the humor through a child actor with adult themes. but it it obviously can work. It reminds me sort of, of the of the show Wonder Years mm. wh- where you're getting a lot of adult humor because you're looking at it from the perspective of adult, but you're watching a child do it. It's very similar in yeah. my opinion. Um, <clears throat> I so I really like that scene, too. Also, the very beginning of the movie, I like when Veda is sort of conning all the neighborhood boys into coming in her funeral parlor home. She's charging them like a fee, like a quarter, of a kid or whatever, mm-hmm. to come in and look at a cadaver. And then she opens an empty coffin. She's like, oh, no, they're wandering about the house. Then she tricks them into thinking that her grandma is like a walking cadaver. And she freaks out all the neighborhood boys. And I just thought that was a really cool, like, introduction to her life. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this little girl lives at a funeral home and that's her grandma. And this little girl's not only cool; that she's like adapted to it as an advantage.
1: <laughs> uh, that's funny. I uh, th- if you look closely, too, one of the little boys is um he's the Sandlot from kid, the Sandlot kid. Yeah, one of the 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 youngest Timmy
0: and Timmy and Tommy, one of them.
1: Yeah. Uh, I was gonna say that creepy uh, old hippie guy in the clip
0: you just played a minute ago from the poetry scene was he was in the movie One Crazy Summer as okay. like Bobcat Goldthwaites twin brother. Weird.
1: So <laughs> yeah. he was like a comedian.
0: Yeah, he was like a goofy guy. Yeah. He wasn't really, he was like a goofy sensitive guy.
1: Yeah. Uh, another scene I really like in this movie is I really like the carnival scene. Like there's like a, probably a montage carnival scene, but that's but I think my fa- like my favorite scene is when uh Veda gets Thomas like late at night and they go and sneak to the bingo hall where uh where they're where his, her dad and Jamie Lee Curtis are going on their first date and they're like watching the bingo happen. And as soon as uh, her dad goes in for the kiss for their first kiss, Veda yells bingo. And then they run off. I, I really enjoyed that scene.
0: Good. Yeah. It's um. those are all good examples. Now let's get to the ending. Thomas <laughs> J. So Thomas J and my girl are like walking through the woods and Thomas J, who's admittedly allergic to everything, very self-aware of this, spots a beehive and his, his little boy gut instinct is to start throwing rocks at it mm. for some reason. Like there's a beehive. I'm allergic to everything. Let's throw rocks at it. And by the way, they're like seven years old looking. They might've been a little older, but like they're like 10 feet away, if that, from this beehive. They're not like a safe distance hurling baseballs. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're like 10 feet away. They're totally within stinging distance, hucking rocks at this, at this poor beehive, these poor poor bees, bees trying to just make a life in this crazy thing called a world.
1: So your favorite part of that scene is when he, they knock it down, but then they, they run into the water together.
0: I, I don't know if I have a favorite part, but that is what happens. <laughs> that is what happens. they yeah. knock it down. They run it into the water together and that's that and then later's like veda's like i lost my i lost my ring near the bees you know which is it doesn't make a lot of sense to be honest cuz when you're clutching rocks it's not like you're exposed you, to losing a ring really
1: i, I think the ring might have been a little bit big for her i'm assuming because it was her mom's ring and it meant a lot to her like I, that's the only reason like i think it kind of works well, i don't know why she lost it in first it doesn't make All sense right, why well she lost, she
0: lost it. it as a plot device so yeah, that thomas exactly. j could go fucking back there so thomas j being the gallant young man he is and yeah. wanting to get some hot veda poon in like 12 years decided to start getting on the right side of that ledger and he's gonna go get her ring from her from from the ground and show her like what a study is
1: do you think that's what he was thinking <laughs> I
0: think all men know that doing favors for women ultimately benefits us in many ways. And at that age, when she's like your best friend and you like just kissed her the day before, yeah. I'm like, yeah, let's start
1: working on that. Yeah. It's I, never too young. The scene when he dies is very, it's not, nothing really happened. He just, and then I think it kind of just cuts away from him falling to the ground. I think it shows his glasses falling to the ground and I think that signifies his death.
0: Yeah, that's that's it. He goes back looking for the ring, can't find the ring, gets attacked by the bees and gets overwhelmed, falls down in the leaves, Yeah, loses his glasses and dies. And in the next scene you see like the cop oh. telling, you know, Dan Aykroyd the bad news and you see Dan Aykroyd's reaction. Then Dan Aykroyd has to tell Veda and Veda has this great little moment like as an actress, I thought, where she looks like she doesn't, she looks like she wants to escape the moment and she's like looking off camera. It's this great shot where she's mm. just learned her best friend has died and she's looking away from her dad because she like can't face the truth and then she like gets up and runs away. It's just, I thought there were times when Anna Klumski was like really like. beyond her age in terms of like performance. Like she like acting well above her her years at many times.
1: We talk about this a lot. And like, especially when we do movies that feature like star kids and she does like being a first time actor or in a, not a first time, but like being one of her early roles, like she really carries this movie. And like, we always say like how hard that is to do. Like there's a reason. I mean, the Oscars used to have a juvenile award, and uh, I would I actually kind of think that would be a cool award to come back because like I think kids. Yeah,
0: the under 18 award.
1: Yeah. Like there should like she should have been nominated. She would have been nominated easily for for this movie. Um, But yeah, I mean, I can't really say much more about this movie. I, I think it's a really good movie, uh, but uh, we should definitely get into the, the production history of uh, of it. So the movie was directed by a guy named Howard Zeif or Zeif. I'm
0: not too familiar with him. He directed the movie Private Benjamin, which I've seen once. um, That's like a famous
1: like uh, who's the It's like a Goldie Goldie Hawn joins the military movie. And
0: all I remember it being like really rainy and kind Mm. of like kind of like a like darker thematically than you would think. But I don't remember much else. And he did some movie called The Dream Team, which my mom loves this movie, but I don't remember. It's about like Michael Keaton and some other guys. And they play escaped mental hospital patients Mm. and they have to help solve a murder mystery or something oh, weird anyway and then he he went on to direct my girl too and that was pretty much it um it was written by a guy and I, I apologize I'm probably gonna botch this name his name is Larice El- Elwahaney, um who wrote the Brady Bunch movie in 1995 which I think is actually pretty underrated funny I think mm-hmm. I think the satire in the movie is pretty good he also wrote the amazing Panda adventure I never saw that I was too old um but the I I found a, a quick little link on IMDB that said, the the story for my girl was inspired by a childhood friend of the screenwriters who lived in a funeral home.
1: Yeah. That I thought I, I saw that in the, the kind of notes of the movie. I, yeah, it's uh that is, that's interesting. I that is an interesting, like, well, I guess when you as a writer, right, Adam, like you find stories, you and always things. steal your own shit. Yeah.
0: If you don't, if you don't write about stuff, you know, you have to be a perfect storyteller and you have to be so good at research and so good at observing others. And I'm not saying that people can't have that skill, but it's a much easier skill to just have the personal knowledge and history. So that's why those stories come out and they they feel better because they're more authentic. There's hmm. a lot of little anecdotes in My Girl that I'm sure are based on real experiences.
1: We didn't mention earlier when we, were, we usually talk about the budget, the budget was $17 million and it made a box office of $121 million, which is- Ow. That's a 10 times profit. Yeah, and uh, and which is why it was probably fast-tracked for a sequel. <laughs>
0: yeah, my, 1994, My Girl 2 comes out with Anna Klumsky and the little boy from Last Action Hero. Oh, yeah. What do you remember about My Girl 2?
1: I mean, I remember going to see it. I, I mean, I'd, we probably won't ever do Super 90s Brothers on it, but now. it's another coming-of-age movie. It, this time, she instead goes to... She takes a trip to a summer trip to LA to visit her uncle who now lives in LA and is
0: Yeah, what I remember about My Girl Two is just like um it's this boring movie about a little girl walking around LA with some kid, like and like looking into clues and was like, Oh, that was my mother. Like if My Girl One lacked direction, My Girl Two was a shit show.
1: Yeah, it didn't there wasn't I don't really yeah, it didn't make much sense. It was the success of the first one. And I mean I think this I mean I still think it did it didn't do yeah, it didn't do well. it only five it only grossed seventeen million dollars. so basically a, a enormous flop but yeah, I mean getting it like kind of wrapping up stuff but like dumb shit what, what, what there are some there are little bits of dumb shit in this movie well, I mentioned I think it's dumb that Thomas
0: J was fighting the bees at all in the first place you right think know better not to throw rocks at bees, but beyond that i I, I like to pose the question. Was Thomas J's blood ultimately on Veda's hands for making such a big deal about her stupid mood ring?
1: Yes. I mean, the ring signified her mom's death and like her mom. But then at the end of this movie, the mom, in the I think it's one of the last scenes, she gives a ring to her dad and says, We found this on Thomas when he died. And so, like, she gets her ring back. And I'm like, D- don't keep this ring, Veda. You keep on killing people that are associated with it. This right. Could, it could become a horror, a horror genre. Like this ring could just start getting past to people and they're, they're going to die trying to save it. It's a it. ring of death. In the sequel, uh, her, the, the guy that she's hanging out with fakes, throws it into the, the tar, the, the tar pits in LA. Uh, and, but she, but then she like freaks out on him and like, Tell us the whole story about the ring again. Uh, <laughs> uh, the movie was 102 minutes long. That's fine.
0: Only 50% on Rotten Tomatoes, but it was, it only had like 16 view, like Reviews. ratings. Oh, okay. It's like very lowly reviewed. Hmm. So I don't know what to make of that. Um, I don't know. It's a simple story and I don't want to complicate it. And I don't really have much else to say. Uh, what about you, bud?
1: I got one thing for you is I would like to know your thoughts on... Because I love scooping you on shit like this. Is the possibility of a My Girl 3 happening.
0: With Anna Klumski. With Anna Klumski. Dan- yeah. Actually, I did read that. It was called, like, Still My Girl. Or something like that. Yeah. And I read it was, like, Anna Klumski finally, like, shit on it a few years ago. So, that's ah, not going to happen.
1: Yeah. Well, Who knows when uh, the money comes and, you know it's it's not owned by anybody. I mean, i'm not sure if it's owned by but like if it's owned by like paramount or one of those places you know there's going to be a remake or a tv show in the works so uh, yeah, i don't hate right. i don't hate the idea of a remake or a of or a, a third one where she plays like the mom and is dealing with her like son like okay but like i don't know Vernon doesn't hate that idea and if you don't hate the, the idea of Super <laughs> 90s Brothers,
0: you can reach out to us by giving us those awesome five-star reviews on Apple iTunes. That's what we want. That's what we fantasize about at night, alone, in the dark, where no one can hear us scream. You can email us at super 90 Brothers at gmail.com, Twitter at super Nineties Brothers at Spocast, Podge with a K, adampitzler.com. For Brennan Pointer, I am Adam J. Pitzler. This has been another Slice of Life episode of Super 90s Bros, My Girl Style. And remember, if your best friend gets killed by bees because he was looking for your stupid mood ring that you made a really big deal about, it's totally your fault.